Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beers Sportscast. I'm your host, Perry Mortimus, and today, guys, we have a great episode on tap, so let's get straight to it. So, regarding this episode, look, just looking at the schedule ahead, we've really got, um, the football season starts September 7th, so... This episode will come out the 10th, we'll have one coming out the 17th, 24th, and 31st. So we really have four episodes until the NFL season starts. My game plan um, regarding these next four episodes is this episode is going to focus on mainly uh, the Boston Red Sox trade deadline, what they did, their chances, um, you know, stuff like that. While next episode is still up in the air, um, next episode most likely... Um, what it is going to be is it's going to be focused on, um, fantasy football. So we'll do our fantasy football preview next week, the 17th to 24th. We might squeeze in, um, it depends. Maybe there's some news that blows up. Maybe the Jack Jones hearing is on the 18th. So something could come up after that. Um, maybe we'll do like a little Patriots roster cuts preview. Um, that might be on the table as well. We might do a top 10. Um, if the Red Sox somehow climb out of their hole, maybe we'll do that. And then the 31st with our last week before the NFL season starts will be an NFL season preview. And then from then on our NFL coverage, which we'll talk about a little bit later as we get closer is going to look very, very similar to how it looked last year where we, uh, previewed each Patriots game. Um, with, you know, X-Factor storyline and stuff like that, uh, predictions, you know, kind of key matchups, our usual stuff. Um, we will do quick pick again, and then what we will be adding, which we added last year, which we think was very, very well, is our fantasy sleepers and bus. Um, for that week specifically, our fantasy show, we'll cover those for the entire season. The fantasy show is going to be a little... Um, just a little tweaked since last year's um, episode, which we will discuss next week, as that will be our fantasy episode. Um, and then that should leave us time with the NFL episodes if we just discuss Patriots, Quick Pick, uh, Fantasy, Start Sits, stuff like that. Please, guys, um, we'll get into that later, but please send in mailbag questions for that. Fantasy, guys, if you like this guy this week, this guy that week. Um and in that NFL season preview, we will also include a Patriots season preview as well. We might have to make that an entirely separate episode, which is very, very possible. And that might be the 24th. But really, for the next three weeks, it's going to be mostly football content outside of maybe we get a Malcolm Brogdon trade um, somewhere. We're all Patrice Bergeron will hit on this episode. Maybe David Krejci retires next week. So anything like that. Um, certain news items we will definitely get in, but these next three weeks, especially with it's looking like the Red Sox is out of playoff contention, we'll hit on the Red Sox today. But if they don't make a run, if they kind of seem dead in the water, we will do you know a little season wrap up at some point in September, but we're not going to be following them as much because the fact of the matter is once the season starts here in New England, nobody's going to care about the Red Sox, and I severely have my doubts on who really cares right now, but... It's going to be a fun three weeks um, with Fantasy Show Patriots preview um, the 24th, and then we will have 
the entire NFL season preview, which I'm really, really looking forward to doing this year. And then the NFL shows during the week are always phenomenal because they do allow some time for other sports to be in. And usually, usually um, we are normally money on this. We go really from now until really the Super Bowl, the, the week after the Super Bowl, we will go nonstop. Um, every other, every week for you guys, every Thursday at noon, episodes will be coming out, um, detailing that NFL week, because at the end of the day, the NFL week is only 18, 18 weeks. And then you've got, you know, five weeks of playoff. If you include the bye week in before the Super Bowl, So not a lot of time. So 23 straight weeks of content. And then I know I missed last week. That will be, you know, that was just a reset, try and get our affairs in order for this kind of marathon stretch here of 23 weeks of the NFL season. And then not to mention, we also have four weeks before that. So 27 straight weeks of From Ballparks to Buzzer Beers content coming to you guys Thursdays at noon. So please, guys, please check in for that. Um, and then that's when we'll switch into the NBA and NHL stuff um, for a little bit. March Madness will be coming up shortly after that as well. But we are very, very much looking forward to providing the best content that we can here from Ballparks to Buzzer Beers for the next 27 weeks. With that said, let's hand you this episode. I wanted to start with the Boston Red Sox, uh, move into the Patrice Bergeron news, and then finish out with some Patriots camp things that I've um, picked up from different sources um, that I've looked at, stuff like that, who I think um, could be a surprise cut, guys like that. But starting off with the Red Sox trade deadline, and you're two games out of a wild spot entering the trade deadline, right? And it's a big weekend series against the Toronto Blue Jays coming up. You end up getting swept. Now you are five games out. Um, and it seems like they can't beat the Kansas City Royals, and it's a struggle, and whatever. Still, um, you're five weeks out. You're two games out, now you're five weeks out because we're underdogs. Well, we looked at the odds, and we're that is one of the most infamous quotes that's going to come out of Red Sox, of Bloom's era, because I hope the Bloom era ends after this season because we're building something, and it's going to be awesome. That's what he said at the beginning of the year. They're gonna fit. They're probably. I mean, there's a chance they won't, but they're probably gonna finish in last place. Three of the past four years with that 2021 season increasingly looking like more of a fluke. This isn't a team made for Alex Cora to manage. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Alex Cora steps down as manager of the Boston Red Sox after this season. Just not giving your team something to believe in. And I would argue the Red Sox lineup is not is not the issue here. Outside of you know, the mill infield, the defense is another issue. But in terms of just hitting um, stuff like that, I mean, Cassis, whoever's playing second on that given day, now Story, Devers, Verdugo, um, Yoshi, Duran, Connor Wong, Reese McGuire. It's not a bad lineup. The lineup really isn't the issue here. The, they don't have a star player outside Devers, which is the issue. But the pitching staff, when you're going with openers two games out of three in Big weekend series. Games that you need to have. Or at least you got to be competitive in the series. You can't get swept. You probably got to win it. And to get swept. And the way that they did with Alex Verdugo getting benched. Alex Cora's comments about it being 
one of the worst weekends, one of the worst days in his uh, managerial career of the Boston Red Sox is embarrassing. It's embarrassing because these were games that everybody knew they had to win. They had to win these games. And it's just really disheartening to see a team get criticized for being underdogs by their general manager, which really shouldn't be happening, but still, to get criticized by your general manager and not only to not prove the general manager wrong, but to actually back him up on it. It's not like they were like closed and they're probably going to be out of contention by September. It's 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 sad. It's really really sad just how far, you know, this Red Sox fandom has fallen. Because now you're looking at a guy whose only trade line trade deadline acquisition was Louis Arias, who I don't know was batting one forty five entering, um, and entering uh, the trade deadline, and when you really should be looking at trading guys like Alex Verdugo, who is clearly butting heads with Alex Cora, and that Verdugo is most likely to get traded in this offseason. I expect him to get traded this offseason. But maybe look at trading a guy like James Paxton. If you're underdogs and you don't think you're going to go to the playoffs, then sell. Then sell. If you underdogs and you say, hey, you know, the odds say 35% we're going to make the playoffs. But we really think that with this pitcher, this middle infielder, and this bench piece that we can bump those odds up to 70%. And maybe that's a little much. But still, what, what's the problem with that? You know, what's the problem with changing your own odds? Why do you just have to accept what some random computer model says? The computer model is not the end-all, be-all here. It's not. They needed a pitcher. I, I hate trading the middle line. I hate just staying and not doing anything. That's a problem that I have. If if I were the Red Sox, would I think they'd make a deep run this year? No, I wouldn't. But I thought they at least deserved the chance to see if they could. And if a team overachieves and deserves a chance, you go for it. You, I'm not saying, you know, you got to go out and trade for both um, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, and Shohei Otani, but maybe go for a guy like a guy like Austin Savelle or Dylan Sees, maybe he would have been on the market. Or guys like that. And maybe give up some of the guys you don't need. Like, do you really need Adam Duvall on this team? Do you really need James Paxton if you were if you were just going to stay put? No. Then give them up. You can't... The thing that frustrates me the most about Heim Bloom, and there are a lot of things that frustrate me about Heim, is his just seemingly... His reluctance to give up prospects even if even if you can only play nine guys on the field at a time period so why do we have a hundred prospects but we don't trade any of them I mean I'd love for somebody to explain that to me I mean Shohei Otani is going to be a free agent this off season probably going to get the biggest contract not probably, is going to get the biggest contract in the history of the sport. Why aren't the Red Sox in on that guy? You get an ace and a top three, top five hitter in the league. Probably a top ten pitcher and a top ten hitter in one player. 
Why are we only hearing rumblings of oh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the San Francisco Giants, the Padres, the Yankees? Sure, they could all be in on him. Why can't the Red Sox be in on him? Is there something banning them? Yeah, it's time and ownership. It's ownership's desire that they don't really care about this team anymore. They don't. I think that's been evident lately. They don't really care about the Boston Red Sox. And Heimblum doesn't really care about making the big league club better. I heard somebody say this, and I completely agree with him. He thinks Heim doesn't... Heim doesn't care about the major league clubs. Well, Heim, newsflash, you're going to be great on the success of the major league club. And I really, really don't think that Heimblum is going to get fired this offseason because I think he's doing what ownership kind of wants him to do. But he should get fired. He's not good at what he does. He should go back to Tampa Bay and do whatever the hell he did back there. Because what he's doing right here is not working. At all. Moving on to um, some news that will affect that NHL's winningest team in history, the Boston Bruins, uh, the 2022-2023 Boston Bruins, also one of the NHL's biggest disappointments in history. Their inability to get the first round and blew a 3-1 lead to the Florida Panthers. That's besides the point. Uh, Patrice Bergeron retires as the captain of the Boston Bruins, retires from hockey. I think this was expected. I think David Krejci's retirement decision should be coming within the next couple days or so. Um, if it hasn't already, I think he's done as well. I thought Krejci was done. I thought Bergeron was probably 60-40. He was done. Um, look, I mean, they're going to have trouble replacing him. Are they going to play Coyle? Um, they're going to have to bump Zaka up. Who's going to be their third-line center? Probably Frederick. Just decisions that they will have to make. Um, but... For me personally, it's hard. It's hard for me to not look at this core, this this era of Bruins hockey, from let's say like two thousand eight to now, as a disappointment. I mean, wouldn't you see it that way? I mean, the Char, Rask, Marshan, Bergeron, Krejci core. Let's call it those five guys, the core five. Two, top ten centers in the league for most of their prime, Krejci and Bergeron. A Vezina Trophy winner in Rask. A elite defenseman in Dedeno Char, an elite winger in Marshan. And to only win one Stanley Cup, I think, is a loss. I think it's definitely um, a disappointment, one that people in Boston will look at as a disappointment. You had the 2011 win. Wasn't really Tuka Rask's win. Wasn't really. It was Tim Thomas's. 2013, you had the loss to the Blackhawks. They were probably the better team, sure. But you had numerous playoff chokes, whether it was the 3-0 lead against the Philadelphia Flyers in 2010, the 3-1 lead this year. And, you know, the supporting cast has changed. It went from, you know, guys like Adam McQuaid, um, the aforementioned Tim Thomas, guys like that, to now McAvoy, Lindholm, and Pasternak is kind of the new wave, and they, they, I'll give them a pass in 2013, but they definitely should have won 2019 um, against the St. Louis Blues. If we're, uh, just too many missed opportunities, and I think that 2015 NHL draft 
is really the draft that people are going to look back and say, like, wow, we could have had Matt Barzell, we could have had Sebastian Ajo. Maybe guys that would look perfect right about now with Bergeron and Krejci about to retire. Because the fact of the matter is the Bruins have no centers in their pipeline. With that said, with all the disappointment in the unfortunate way that Bergeron's career came to a close, it's, it's, um, no, it's heartbreaking. I mean, he was, he's been a part of my life, um, in Bruins hockey for as long as I can remember. Just the epitome of a professional two-way player holds the ranking for the Selkie trophies, which probably should be renamed after him. I, I mean, just. Whether it's Bergeron, Bergeron, Bergeron in 2013 against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, just big goals, big moments. His pairing with Martian. The perfection line with David Pasternak. It's just... This was a team that could have been really, really good. And one, two, three pro- cups. Um, especially if they shouldn't have traded Tyler Sagan. And, um, but look, Bergeron, lifelong Bruin. He's going to be around the Bruins. Um... Just not in a player capacity anymore, but it's 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 a great career, great career for Patrice Bergeron, um, but and he's probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. But that that second championship trophy would have done wonders for everybody's legacy, um, including Zdeno Chars and David Krejci, because David Krejci, fringe Hall of Famer, and we'll see if he gets in. But if he had had that second one, it's a completely different conversation. Finally, moving on to the last team with some news. The Celtics don't really have anything going on. The New England Patriots, I almost said Boston Patriots. The New England Patriots opened up training camp in Foxborough a couple weeks ago. Some noble standouts that I've heard, Demario Douglas, Pop Douglas. Um, people say I've been the best receiver in camp. Look, I personally like keeping younger talent. I like Keshawn Boutte, too. He's had an up-and-down camp, sure. But... I'm I'm not a Taekwondo Thorn guy. I thought they should have taken George Pickens instead of him. Who ended up going, I want to say, a couple picks later. Uh, maybe three, four picks after Taekwondo Thorn in the 2022 draft. If they decide to, you know, keep Keishon Boutte on and drop and move, release Taekwondo Thorn, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, he just hasn't practiced. Matthew Judon restructuring was good for the team for this year, but beware, it's a very... Similar situation to what happened last year with, uh, not last year, a couple years ago with Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore ended up getting traded. So something to bear watching for. Trent Brown, the, the without a doubt, offensive line is quickly becoming um, a massive concern for this Patriots team, especially at the tackle spots. But Cole Strange hasn't practiced lately. Mike Onwenu is still on the physically unable to perform list. It's really just been David Andrews. You're looking at starting Connor McDermott, Riley Rafe at um at tackle at right tackle. And then Trent Brown needs to get back on the field. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he's holding in. We don't really know what it is, but he definitely that should be a cons- um a goal of the New England Patriots to fix as soon as they possibly can because they need this guy on the field at left tackle. And not only do they need him, they need him to be very, very good as well. Um, so that's something to bear watching for. I sh- I thought the defense has been looking good. The cornerbacks have not been as big of an issue. Now that could change if, depending on um, the Jack Jones situation for sure, that could go a number of different directions. But 
everything I heard from Christian Gonzalez has been positive. Marcus Jones, Jonathan Jones. Seems like those guys are having good camps. And then the safety position I'm also not really worried about either. Um, I do think that Tyquan Thorne could get cut. I wouldn't be surprised if Lawrence Guy gets cut. I think I think there's a chance Keishon Boutte makes the team. Um because I think Demario Douglas is already on the team, and quite honestly, he should start. Um, and then the last thing that we haven't gone to is the quarterbacks, where Mac Jones, it seems like, has been the better quarterback. But is there a chance for Bailey Zappi to kind of make a run? Sure. Sure, I think there's a chance. I don't think it's going to happen, and I don't think it's a fair chance. But, I mean, nothing's impossible. I just don't think... I was never on the Zappi train last year. I do think that they should have stuck with Zappi. Over Mac Jones just because, you know, if the team's winning, let's not mess that up. And I think that was one of Bill's more, Bill's not a smart decision. Um, And he could have done better last year. However, with that said, I think that Mac Jones is clearly the better quarterback. I'm not ready to anoint Bailey Zappi as the next Tom Brady or anything like that. Because I don't think he's the next Tom Brady. But um, but with that said, you know, Mac Jones needs to deliver this season. He needs to, needs to deliver. It's a big year, and I'm sure the offense is looking better with Bill O'Brien at the OC instead of thing one, thing two, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge do whatever they decided to do last year because that was a freaking disaster. And that could probably not have gone worse, gone worse for a number of reasons. And... That issue should be fixed. Um, and it was fixed with Bill O'Brien, but that's going to be on display right away. Can Mac Jones be the franchise quarterback for this team? His over-under is only like 3,000 yards. I think it's 3,200 yards. Um, somewhere right around there, so like 200 passing yards a game um, is what Vegas is expecting, and that would be an underwhelming season for Mac Jones. He needs to, he needs to show... Um, the Patriots something this year. He has to. He has to has to show something this year, and I'm hopeful. I think the offense is going to be better than people think. I still think six or seven wins is probably the ceiling, but I think they should feed Demario Douglas. I think he has a chance to be a really, really great find for the New England Patriots, and we'll see. Will Matt John Rodder gas? Those are all questions for this season, um, and then we'll know more after the preseason game tonight, but it should, it will be interesting to follow um, for the entirety of up to September 10th, I believe it is, September 10th, Tom Brady Day. Um, September 7th, the season starts with the Chiefs hosting the Detroit Lions, but September 11th is that big day with the Patriots hosting Eagles on Tom Brady Day. But guys, that will do it for us today. Thank you for listening. As always, please visit our website www.frontballparkstobesbeers.com Our Instagram is there, our Twitter is there, our Gmail is there. Guys, please DM or email us any positive and negative feedback, any segment ideas you might have. Please, guys, let us know any questions that you want us to answer for the season. As I mentioned, fantasy show next week. So please, please, please let us know if you have any fantasy questions. I'd love to answer them. Um, I'll tell you more about the structure of that episode next week. But we do have Patriots preview coming up. We also have the NFL season preview. So a couple previews. So if you have questions, these are the time to ask for sure. 
But guys, that'll do it for me today, guys. As always, thank you for listening. I'm Paramortino signing out with the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beer Sportscast. Have a good one, everybody.